Hello. The Great War differed from all ancient wars in the immense power of the combatants and their fearful agencies of destruction, and from all modern wars in the utter ruthlessness with which it was fought, Europe and large parts of Asia and Africa became one vast battlefield, on which, after years of struggle, not armies but nations broke and ran. When all this was over, torture and cannibalism were the only two expedients that the civilized scientific Christian states had been able to deny themselves, and they were of doubtful utility. Welcome to Drunken Time Travel. Welcome. And this history one, we're doing World War One, Part One, Road to War. Part of your cut out and keep guide to the wars. Yeah. Hello, uh, English girl. Hello, Irish girl. Yeah, that's the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> the quote at the start was Winston Churchill from his book The World Crisis, 1911 to 1918 about the Great War, or as it's known now, World War One. Has it been demoted? Yeah. Just you wait till World War Three. But how did the war where 277 men die every hour start? For that we have to go back to the 19th century, when the British had a general policy of isolation from Europe, of basically being above them. Not much different to today, really. Britain spent its time dealing with its colonies. Okay, that's different. British society was very much the same. People were ignorant about the outside world. Again, not much different. At the end of the 19th century, the policy of isolationism was called into question. They were disliked by a lot of European powers, and the Boer Wars in South Africa showed them how disliked. They should have sent them a PowerPoint, didn't they? A PowerPoint. How much they dislike it. Yeah. It's always good to see PowerPoints. <laughs> do you like PowerPoints, do you? Can, can you do PowerPoint now? Yes. I have to do a lot for it. Do you? Yeah. You should do one about why the people in the meeting are, are disliked. Oh, that good. Yeah. Can't possibly go wrong there. See how long your promotion will last. Uh, Britain didn't want a single power in Europe dominating, unless, of course, it was them. Because you did bastards. Only fair enough. It is. To this end, Prince Albert, the prince, not the uh, penis attachment, sent his daughter Vicky to marry Prince Frederick of Germany to create a bond between the countries. Spoiler alert, it failed. But it seemed to work until 1862 when Otto Bismarck became Prussian president. The royal couple became isolated due to their liberal Anglophile views. Vicky had a son by Frederick, Wilhelm, who was born with a disabled left arm, and she was unable to bond with her son. Perhaps because of this, he blamed Britain, and very much had a love-hate relationship with it, or a hate and dislike. Before World War One, there was general prosperity and security in Europe. There have been a few short wars, but for the most part there have been peace in Europe since the Napoleonic era. I mean, there... So not like today. No. <laughs> I mean, there aren't going to be no wars at all. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. In, uh, in 1914, for a lot of people, war was considered impossible, but not nationally with the threat of Germany, so allied themselves with Russia. France also had lost their industrial... To the 
east of the country to Germany in the 1870 war and wanted it back. Franz probably didn't have enough manpower to deal with the travelling Wilburys. <laughs> the travelling Wilburys? <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> you should do a science on that. Uh, under the Tsar Nicholas II, Russia had been building armies and Russia in turn needed money and technology. Kickstarter not existing then, they were forced into an alliance. They also both shared a fear of the increasingly powerful Germany. Germany's own focus was, thanks to Kaiser Wilhelm II, on developing its naval power, as it felt that it couldn't be a world power without it. Unlike in Britain, the Russian and German royals wielded significant power, and especially in Germany, weren't democratic. There were George V of Britain, Wilhelm II of Germany, and Tsar Nicholas II of Russia. All had one thing in common. They shared an ancestor in Queen Victoria, and possibly Genghis Khan. That's another story. Their relationship contributed to the likelihood of war. Not a total one, but still in effect. That's families for you. Germany wanted its own colonies, or her place in the sun, as the Kaiser put. Thanks to Africa already being shared out amongst the other nations, the only way they could get them was war. It also wanted more trade, and for Kaiser himself, he wanted British respect. Think of him like a German Rodney Dangerfield. That would be your head. Do I have to think of him? Yes. Do you know who Rodney Dangerfield is? No, no I don't think so. Have you seen Caddyshack? Yes. He's the guy in that that says, I get no respect. Don't know. He's the old guy? No. Okay. The British, for their part, who had naval superiority since Waterloo, built their own ship in response, the HMS Dreadnought. Germany built their own dreadnoughts, and in turn, Britain built the Super Dreadnoughts. If you're worrying that we'll run out of prepositions, don't worry, it stops there. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what could have done after that? Mega Dreadnoughts? Super Dreadnought 2, the sequel. <laughs> what like Sharknado? Extra. Super Dreadnought's extra. <laughs> By the war, Britain had 29 and Germany had 17. Dreadnoughts, not prepositions. All this drove the British to a diplomatic relationship with the French, which was unlikely as they had been rivals for centuries. Plus, they were French. However, they weren't their sworn enemy. That honour for most of the 19th century was reserved for Russia, who they also formed an alliance with. The alliances between the British, French and Russians meant that Germany feared becoming encircled and fighting a war on two fronts. This led them into a dual alliance with the Austro-Hungarian Empire, later to become the Triple Alliance when Italy joined. Another trick up the German sleeve, or Deutschen Ermo, was the Schlieffen Plan. This was developed in the 19th century over nine years by Alfred von Schlieffen. Because they assumed that France was weak, they figured they could be beaten quickly while Russia was strong, it would take longer to mobilise their army. Plan involved invading through Belgium into France with 90% of their army. The other 10% would be sent to Russia to keep them occupied. Due to the Belgium-France border not being as well defended as the rest, they could get into France easily and defeat them and then send the other troops to Russia. Those Germans sure are obsessed with Russia. It seems like it. Yeah. We are these days, of course. 
Uh, in the run-up to the war, the three monarchs tried to avert it by sending telegrams to each other, but ultimately failed. I guess sending telegrams was the early 20th century equivalent of changing your Twitter avatar. YOLO. By 1914, I'm sorry for saying YOLO. That's so should be. <laughs> by 1914, any number of events could have started the war, but it was the assassination of the banned Franz Ferdinand of Austro-Hungary that, uh, in Sarajevo, that did it. Would that make a fan of it? Yeah. They, they wanted to kill them back in 1914 to avert their creation. But they didn't want it. No. Just made them even bigger than ever. Just delayed them by like 90 years. Uh, the gunman was Gabriel Princip, a Serb, and so the Austro Hungarians wanted to hold the Serbians to task with this. Tensions between the Austro-Hungarians and Serbians had been building with the instability in the region since the Balkan Wars a few years earlier. The problem was that Russia supported the Serbians, so Austria asked the German government if they would support them in a war against the Russians. With me so far? The Germans said that they would support them in whatever they wanted to do, the now so-called blank check. We also want to... Take through the centre of the... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. As long as it's through Serbia, I think they'll be fine with it. <laughs> Though for his part, Wilhelm urged the Austrians to crush the Serbs. Angry, angry young man. The Austrians sent Serbia a list of ultimatums, which they accepted bar one, that Austrian police be allowed into Serbia. Because of this, the Austrians declared war on them, though it said that they just needed an excuse. Shortly after, the Russian army mobilises and the Germans declare war on them, and then France. Using the Schlieffen plan, they invade through Belgium. Now, invading through Belgium presented a problem because the Germans and British were both signatories of the 1839 Treaty of London guaranteeing Belgium's neutrality. Stories that also began to appear in the British press and beyond of German atrocities with 6,000 Belgians being killed. Because of this, Britain's Foreign Secretary, Sir Edward Grey, gave an ultimatum to Germany, which was unanswered by the allotted time of 11pm. It was at this time that Grey was to said to have said, The lamps are going out all over Europe. We shall not see them lit again in our lifetime. On August 4th, 1914, the First World War was well underway. So, as you can see, it was a mixture of reasons that it started, from the alliances between nations, to the arms race and colonies, to the instability in the Balkan region. It's been said that World War One is a 19th century war with 20th century weapons. It's also very much born of 19th century sensibilities in a 20th century world. A lot of that was to do how shocking it was and the amount of deaths. The road to war was very much a failure of leadership, although there were many reasons for it to happen, it wasn't inevitable. Which is maybe a good thing, as there are so many parallels with the world today. And to end on a lighter note, oh, one British man who tried to enlist for the army was rejected after his medical on account of his teeth. Not a big shock there, British people being rejected on account of their teeth. But uh, his response was, are we supposed to be biting the Germans? Super twist. Super twist. Maybe if the smile can be funny, can you? 